Get ready for one of the more bizarre experiences on live radio. Here is the key to the show. We don't know what we're doing. We have no idea what's going to happen, and we don't care because I just got to the studio 10 minutes ago, 15 minutes ago, maybe 20, but that's not the point. Here's the bottom line. I want to talk faith with you. So here we go. We're talking about questions that we have living our lives as Christians. Now, have you ever done this? Do you ever do stuff just because we think we're supposed to be doing stuff, even though we're not told to be doing stuff, but we think we should be doing something, so we do stuff so that something's getting done, even though nobody told us to do that stuff? Yeah, I have that happen all the time. Thank you very much. Here's the bottom line. If you've got an opinion, a comment, a thought, or a question, we want you to reach out to us. We want you to have a place to go, a fellowship place to go. Think of Hebrews 3.25 and Hebrews 10.25, where we're supposed to encourage one another as the day of the return of Jesus Christ gets closer and closer and closer. So that's what we do. We try to do that. What's your background? Hey, I don't care. Are you a Bible-believing, born-again Christian? Do you believe Jesus Christ died on the cross for your sins? He was buried, and three days later, he rose again. Do you seek to walk in concert with the Lord in obedience to the Holy Spirit? Do you honor your Heavenly Father with the life you live? Then you are my brother, and you are my sister, and you are my family. I don't care if you're Baptocostal. I don't care what your background is. What I care about is understanding that we, in the Father, in the Son, and in the Holy Spirit, are one. And if you have a preference on something, yay! But let's not use that to rip us apart because the world is already trying to do that, uh, being used by Satan, as Satan regularly tries to rip us to shreds. Hey, if you've got an opinion, a comment, a thought, or a question, or a praise report, maybe you've got a prayer request. You need other people to join their faith with your faith. You need us to bring it to the Lord. Let's do it. The way you do that, you reach out to us, 972-445-0770. That's 972-445-0770. Something very special happens when you do that, by the way. When you call 972-445-0770, you end up talking to Amazing Jen. I got to tell you what that's like. Talking to Amazing Jen is like getting out of a traffic jam. Ho ho! And then you will feel amazing. Nah, you can't beat that because I was in a traffic jam for an hour and 15 minutes. So, ha! So I know that's true. Also, you can reach out to us by text 214-210-8483. You know what's bad about me? It's just as normal as everything else. It's just like, I come running in. I can't get the code number. Jennifer has to open the door for me. She has to print stuff for me. I'm running it. It's like, this is just like, eh, it's like any other day, right? Something's wrong with me, isn't there? No, but I also even put your tea mug down from the you cabinet know, and got it ready for that. you. That was so nice of you. Thank you so much. You really did kind of, you kind of opened the door there and made it uh, comfortable. Well, especially, especially, you actually opened the door. Cause I did, because you were struggling <laughs> big time. I can't read the numbers on the code. It's so hard. It's just so hard. Anyway, uh, you can reach out to us by text, 214-210-8483, 214-210-8483, 214-210-8483.
There you go. Also, you can send an email to David at he must increase.org. That's David at he must increase.org. I'm also going to encourage you to go to the website. A couple reasons to go to the website. I just want you to kind of be aware of what's going on. Quick update on Easton, by the way. He's still in the hospital, but doing better. But we're going to be heading out there tomorrow for those that have not kept up with the schedule change that's taking place. I haven't had a chance to fix it on the website because I've had some website uh, website deficiency problems on my own. That really means I have no time. <laughs> I didn't have time to fix it. My bad. Oh, well. Uh, bottom line, though, is uh, I want you to keep, uh, keep, obviously, Easton in prayer. And then the other thing I want to tell you, and I need to say this, is I just want to thank every one of you. So some of you are really consistent givers. Some of you are old givers. Some of you are uh, medium, and some of you are new. And by that, I mean some of you have been giving from the beginning, some kind of in the middle. Some are just starting to give. And I just want to say beyond everything else, thank you, because I greatly appreciate you giving. All amounts matter. We use everything we can. We pay the radio bill. We've done a pretty good job for over three and a half years. I don't think we've done too poorly. Uh, I don't think we've had much bounce that I'm aware of. (laughs) And then in addition, uh, it helps us uh, keep everything going, and you guys help keep the ministry going. So I appreciate that. On the website is either a place to give or gives you the information on how to give Either way, that works out fine. Please check out he must increase.org. Prayer request? He must increase.org. Praise report? He must increase.org. Looking to give to this ministry? He must increase.org. Confused by what's happening right now? He must increase.org. He must increase.org. That was it? That was what was that? That, I don't know. That was really short. That was like a paper clip. I that think was, so, yeah. Wow, that was pretty fast. All right, we're okay. Uh, so I just want everybody to also be in prayer. Don't forget to be praying for our audience. Well, we're going to do a specific prayer in a little bit. Uh, you, We're going to pray for the audience in general. And then I'm going to ask you guys, you got to pray for traveling mercies uh, for Noel and I because we're going to be on the road. Now, when we go on the road together, we actually really enjoy we, – we, you don't under, understand. It's really hard to explain. But we've done a business together. Where we spend every every hour together. We go on the road. We'll do all this stuff together. That part's not the problem. The problem is it's still, you know, I'm not a huge driving fan, and it's still a seven-and-a-half-hour drive. So you just need to, you know, Dave just needs a little patience. Oh, but Dave, now you're a doctor. That doesn't help me. Just letting you know. All right, uh, so be in prayer for me on that. We do have our read and ramble because today still is Thursday, and on Thursday we do one special sound in this 30 minutes and another special sound in the next so we'll do our read and ramble to start it off with. Well, I'm ramming, 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 <laughs> There you go. Just think of that. Just It's just a blin sitting right over your head. Here is the text, 1 John chapter 4. Uh, as best as my glasses are telling me, we are at verse 15. It says this, If anyone confesses that Jesus is the Son of God, God abides in him, and he in God. And we have come to know and believe the love that God has for us. God is love. Whoever abides in love abides in God, and God in him. In this way, love has been perfected among us so that we may have confidence on the day of judgment 
for in this world we are just like him. So let's start with the beginning part of this text. If anyone confesses that Jesus is the Son of God, God abides in him and he in God. I just find it amazing at the either the extremism of talking about this or the extremism of not talking about this. It's a yet another scripture that connects confession with faith. I think it goes a little far when people say, oh, I, I really don't like that donut because it's stale. And people go, oh, don't say that. That's a terrible confession. It's like, okay. Be quiet and sit down. That's the response to people like that. On the other hand, there's other people that think there's nothing to our words, and that's ridiculous too. Keep in mind that Paul made this connection in Romans when he said, with the mouth, one confesses and is saved. So faith and speech have a connection. They don't have a connection when you're eating uh, a taco. When you're eating a taco, you're eating a taco. They have connection when you're dealing with something and you speak to the situation. Remember, Jesus said, if you say unto this mountain, not if you look at it really intensely, if you speak unto this mountain, making reference to Mark chapter 11 when he was talking about the fig tree, there is a power in speech. Nobody is unaware that that the life and death are in the power of the tongue. There is an ability to speak life. It's just that you can take that and any other doctrine to a a radical extreme, which is not necessary. Jesus never did stuff like that. He he just kept it straightforward. And here in this text, what what John is saying, remember, this is the elder apostle. He's like, look, if you confess Jesus is the Son of God, God is in you, and you are in God. And if you deny that Jesus is the Son of God and you don't confess him— then you got a problem. And if we confess it, people that confess with genuine sincerity that Jesus is the Son of God, not people that say that for political or for influential gain, and yes, there's plenty of people that do that, but we're talking about people that speak that speak, and you in your heart and the spirit inside you, the Holy Spirit inside you is going, love this person. This is my brother. This is my sister. This is my family. And you know it. It doesn't matter what their background is. And so what I'm trying to tell you is there is a connection between what we say and what we don't say, and especially in regards to faith and matters of faith and biblical truth. When somebody confesses, I think Jesus is great. He was a great moral teacher. Guess what? The moral teacher taught that he was the Messiah, the door, the way, the truth, the life, and no man comes to the Father but by him. If you say that back to them and then they deny it, then they're worshiping a different Jesus. And before you say, well, there isn't a just different Jesus, the Bible says there's different ones. <laughs> just pull it back. Make the confession connected to the genuineness of Jesus Christ, the biblical Jesus Christ, as, as determined or declared in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, and then that's the right connection, that's the right track. We'll take our break and then come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. What is the David Spoon experience? I cannot wait, though. I have to do this particular sound. 
We might interrupt uh, while I'm doing the teaching, but I got to do the sound because it is time for Bible Baloney Beatdown. Hello. Hello. It's now time for David Spoon's Bible Baloney Beatdown. Bible Baloney Beatdown. I'll knock your brains out of your head, Annie. <laughs> I can't believe I'm allowed to do that. I love that. Anyhow, uh, Bible Baloney Beatdown has to do with the kingdom of God. So there are people that go, well, you know, in Scripture there's so many contradictions. Like what about when Jesus said, if you're for me, uh, then you're not you're not against me. If you're against me, you're not for me. And they kind of mix it all up and so on and so forth. Let me just help out and just kind of set the record straight, keeping it simple. There are two. Now watch what I'm going to sh- I'm going to show you. There are two. Okay, watch. Somewhere between 1 and 3. There are two. Okay, here you go one more time. There are two kingdoms. Now I'm going to I'm going to blow your mind when I say this. There is the kingdom of God. Right? Everybody would agree. Okay, got it. Seek first the kingdom of God, the kingdom of God, and then there is any other attempted kingdom. There is the kingdom of God, and then there's any other attempted kingdom. The kingdom of darkness, the kingdom of men, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't matter what it is. There's the kingdom of God and all the other ones, okay? Or, and they're all just wrapped up into one thing. There's the kingdom of God and the kingdoms that are not the kingdom of God. <laughs> That's all we got. That's all it is. Luke chapter 9, verse 49 through 50, John responded, Master, we saw someone driving out demons in your name, and we tried to stop him because he does not follow us. Verse 50, don't stop him, Jesus told him, because whoever is not against you is for you. Keeping this in context, the person is not opposed. This is very important. The person is not opposed, but for the kingdom of God. He's not neutral. He's a kingdom advancer. He's somebody that is advancing the kingdom, casting out demons in the name of Jesus Christ. And John is like, well, he's not one of us. Okay, that's a whole separate sermon, a whole separate issue, which I'm sure your pastor has taught on many times, and that is the last thing that you need are a whole bunch of more people just like you or just like me. We need people to be like Jesus, and they don't need to follow us exactly. They need to follow Jesus, and I don't want to have – I don't want to reproduce a thousand me's. I want people reproducing being Jesus because I'm not going to do anything, but people who are more like Jesus, they make a difference. And in context, this person was advancing the kingdom by driving out demons in the name of Jesus Christ. He's a kingdom advancer. The David Spoon Experience. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Here's your first trivia question. You can answer the easy first part or the easy first part and the harder second part. What person in the Bible said... Here am I, send me, and what is the biblical address of that? Mm, Now you got like a two-prong approach you got to take on that. If you think you know the answer, 972-445-0770. 
You can also text in 214-210-8483. And then additionally, you can send an email to david at hemustincrease.org. So these are different ways that you can reach out to us, connect to us, uh, see if you want to be able to answer that, The making sure everybody's got that. Who said, here am I, send me. So who said that person-wise, and then where? What's the address? You ever hear me say the address? It's like, what's the biblical reference? That's what that means. Uh, somebody ready? Already ready to answer the trivia question? Wazer! That's impressive. All right, send them on through. Knock, knock. This is David. Who am I talking to? Hey, brother David. This is Will Rogers. I've been out of range for a while, so I'm glad to talk to you again. Oh, it's so great to hear your voice. Will, how are things for you, brother? Just fine. Safely arriving back in town. Well, I'm glad to hear that. How was the trip to Mars? Was it fun? No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. What? I'm just. <laughs> no, it was Nevada. Uh, well, that's close then. <laughs> there's a lot of there's a lot of dirt there. <laughs> I'm just giving you a hard time. All right, my good friend. Here's a classic question. You got two parts to it, so you can answer one or two of them. So either way, it will work for me. Here you go. Here's the question. What person of the Bible said, here am I, send me? That would have been Isaiah. That is correct, sir. You are right. <laughs> now, do you know the address? Okay, the address is the book of Isaiah. That's <laughs> in the sixth chapter. That I'm gonna but give, I don't know the specific the verse, verse. I'm going to give you half credit. We're going to give it to you. That's a great job. That is really tough. Isaiah chapter 6, verse 8, is where he said, Here am I, the send section me. where he sees the temple. Correct. And the Lord high and lifted up. That is right. Excellent. You get credit for that. If, you, if I was great in the paper, I'd give you the A+. Good job. That's great work, brother. And it's great to have you back amongst us. Uh, great to hear your voice again, too, sir. All right. You have a marvelous, marvelous day. Do you hear me? And you have a better one. Okay. God bless you, bro. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Always good to hear from Will. Awesome. Uh, we got some of the coolest people. It's just how it goes, people. So, uh, DNA. Got to do our DNA. Why? Because. <laughs> Why? We have to do it. It's just required. Okay, so uh, Dynamic D's learning, right, what this uh, DNA thing is. He'll, he'll catch on pretty fast, and we'll introduce him uh, down the road. You'll just keep your ears going. Keep your ears open. You'll hear. Uh, DNA, it's what our building blocks are. It's what we do in order to handle uh, things that are coming our way. D stands for draw closer to the Lord. Daily. Daily. I mean, no matter what happens, if you go to God and spend time with God, when you're done, you'll go, yeah, I don't care. It just changes everything. So that's the D part. And never be ashamed of Jesus or his words. Now, I've been warning you for three and a half years on this show, for uh, six years uh, at the other place. So it's like nine and a half years. Uh, they are going to try and shame people. This is going to be the goal that Satan's been using. He's been using it in other countries. Shame people regarding the word of God. Never be ashamed. If the world don't like it, tough. They don't have a heaven to put you in. What do you care? That's the real attitude. And then A, always be ready. 
To serve. To serve, which means it's not just about you getting popcorn and candy and and winning uh, tickets and getting to play at carnivals. I know you want it to be. I understand. I understand that. But it's about other people and you being a vessel or a blessing for those other people to communicate God's grace to them just as God communicated his grace to you. Right? Oh, that makes sense. Okay. Uh, back to our text, Aruni, and this is uh, going to get a little Greek word in here. Watch it. Uh-oh. Dr. Dave pulling out the Greek. Here we go. Going back to verse 15 of 1 John 4. If anyone confesses that Jesus is the Son of God, God abides in him and he in God. We have come to know and believe the love that God has for us. To know and believe. Now, there's that great saying, and many of us have uh, said it, even uh, Dr. Dobson said it like on a recent promo, you know that you know that you know that you know that you know, right? I mean, that's just so you can be aware, that was around before Billy Sunday. That's been going on for a long, long time. And so here's the concept, to know and to believe. We know him, and we know his love. Now, get this. Along with this, we know him. We know that he loves us, and we believe that his love is real. We Now, some people have a really hard time with the word accept, and I've just determined after much theological study that they should stop doing that. We believe and accept that his love for us is real. We take it in. It's like somebody sending you a package, and in the package is love. And what do you got to do? You got to sign for it to receive it. You got to accept it, right? And so here, the word to know is gnosko. Gnosko. You're thinking gnosko. Gnosko is like like the gnostics. Yes, like that. That's actually it. Those were people that worshipped knowledge. That's exactly what that meant. And the idea is that the word is that we gnosko. We know. We recognize. And that's really what what the real intent is. We recognize and believe the love of God for our lives because of the revelation that God has given us in relationship to that love. So uh, Abraham, one of our uh, uh, listeners uh, uh, who's been a blessing for the show, he uh, asked me to make a comment on Sukkot just real quickly. And for those that don't know, it's referenced in Leviticus 23, and it has to do with God protecting, sheltering the people during their desert time. Uh, For those that really want to get into the study of Sukkot, uh, just understand that the Clothing never wore out. Remember, they didn't have a Walmart in the desert. Okay, There wasn't a Target. Oh, let's go to Target and get some new shoes. That didn't happen. Everything stayed fresh. Everything stayed new. Nobody needed to do anything with their clothing. God took care of that. And the whole premise of Sukkot is the protection that God has given in the desert. And people are supposed to remember that because, listen, you can't go 40 years in a desert, live there, and then have it not be difficult and hard, right? But God gave them graces throughout. That's part of the celebration. That recognition of his love for us. And sometimes when we do the the particular holidays, when we do some of these kind of things, it's an acknowledgement of that love that God has committed to us. And we need to keep that in mind. You don't just... You don't just say, oh, cool, he loves me. You recognize it. You accept it. You believe it. Watch this. You live in it. And that is the problem that some people have is when you first heard about the love of God, you were like, oh, right. Somebody likes me. 
right? And then after you spent time with God, okay, maybe more than a year, maybe more like five years or 10 years or 15 years or 20 years, then you started to think, well, he loves me, but I don't know if he likes me. You know, I know what I'm like. I'm kind of rotten. I just hope he still likes me a little. Da, da, da. And it's like there's this change that happens as you get older in the Lord. It's a lie, but we buy into it because we we think we become less worthy now that we said yes to the Lord. Hey, let me explain something to you about less worthy. You weren't worthy in the first place. So you can't become less worthy because you weren't worthy to start with. It didn't matter. The Lord poured his grace into your heart. He poured his love into your life. You said yes. You received it. You knew it. You rejoiced in it. You thought it was great. And then you became older and more uh, irritable, and then you didn't hold it. You can't blame him. He's not loving you less. In fact, he's proven he's loving you even more than you can conceive because he still disciplines you. Ouch! Yeah, sometimes a spank from the Lord can be the very thing you need to remember. You know what? He does love me, and he does. And you just look at that passage, how much. And we have come to know and believe the love that God has for us. God is love. God loves you. But Dave, you don't understand. And I've said this before. Nope, I don't care. <laughs> it's like... But you don't understand all the things that I've done. You don't think God knew everything you were going to do when he brought you in? You think God said, oh, I'm omniscient. I know everything. There's nothing I don't know except these sins that Dave was going to commit 35 years after he said yes. Okay. All of us know that don't fly. All right. We'll take our break. And we got so much stuff to do. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Your break. Top of the hour. Don't go anywhere. Have you ever wanted to get involved with a ministry that promotes Jesus Christ as Lord, but just don't know how? Serving in ministry is a matter of devotion, time, and talent. Are you looking for a place to try and test the waters? Do you want to get involved? Come join the Ambassadors Initiative. Be an ambassador for the David Spoon Experience. It doesn't pay great. Actually, it doesn't pay anything. But the eternal benefits are out of this world. Be a representative. Why not? It couldn't hurt. Well, we hope not anyway. You don't need to be a professionally qualified minister. You need to have a pulse. By that, we mean you need to have a heart. Just go to hemustincrease.org. That's hemustincrease.org. Click on the three lines at the top right of the website and then click on the Ambassadors Initiative link. Fill out the form, and we will reach out to you. Sorry, no parking tickets will be paid for you as an ambassador through this position. Job, I want to read Job 325. I don't want anybody Look at. I know that the teachings in the church and being a, 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 a Baptist, somebody who's got a Baptist ordination, a Pentecost ordination, somebody who's, who's who understands what Calminian means, understands what the manifold millennialist is. I, I get it. I really do. I, I've been around for a little while. I just— when you're hearing scripture, you don't have to put all the scriptures you hear in certain boxes so they fit your uh, motif of a theology. Sometimes you can just look at it and observe it and go right for it and review it. And Job chapter 3, verse 25, one of the things that Job said is, what I feared has come upon me. What I dreaded has happened to me. There's a whole teaching on, oh, it's because your confession wasn't good. I don't think that had anything to do with it. 
I think God was bragging about Job to Satan. Job didn't know that was going on. That's obvious. But there he is. God's bragging about him. And what Job is like going is like, this is the worst thing that I could think of. And that happens to people. Believers, good believers, great believers, fantastic believers, lousy believers, believers, and everybody else. It's something that takes place. Sometimes bad things come about in the process. That doesn't mean that God hates you. That doesn't. First of all, the world has rebelled against God and lies in wickedness. So it's not God's fault that the world said, eh, we'll run this planet without you. We'll let you know. I mean, that's not God's fault. He's not the one that did that. People did that. And so the idea to understand is that sometimes these tough things happen. The great thing to know is that God has not left and went to Pluto while you're going through these things. In this particular case, in Job, it was completely the opposite of what Job thought because God was bragging about him. And Job thought he was in some kind of trouble or some kind of judgment. Hey, guess what? Job was wrong. Something else was going on altogether, which is often the case.